This is episode four with Inika Chu. Welcome to another episode of Female Startup Club. Today, I'm chatting to a dear friend of mine, Inika Chu. She's the founder and creator of her namesake brand, Inika Chu. She makes beautiful handmade and embroidered smocks. We talk through what it's like to turn a passion into a business, the power of building communities, and how she got her brand stocked all around the world with retailers like Netta Porter and Brown's Fashion. And when you finish listening to this episode, make sure you check out her beautiful pieces on Instagram at Inika Chu. Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, so I'm gonna set the scene a little bit. We're sitting in a bedroom, we're in Byron, we haven't seen each other for how many years? Seven? Five? Uh, no, on. it must be more like seven. It is seven. It'd be about seven years. Yeah. Was I think it was 2014. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. either 2013 or 2014. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a crazy long time. It has gone. And to be like on a whim. When I saw you were in Australia, I was like, no <gasps> way. Maybe she's going to come to Queensland. Yes. But this is so good. I love it. Yeah. So to set the scene, we're having a wine on the floor. It's pretty great. (laughs) Um, I want to go back to the very beginning of Inika Chu, the label, Mm -hmm. and why you started what you started. What was the decision to start the brand? What made you start the brand? So I I hadn't, I I don't know if the brand came first. I, I used to get my mum, like all through my childhood, used to, I think like everyone's mum, they're really good at dressmaking and sewing. And mum used to go out to Patty's Market in Brisbane and we'd get like the scraps of fabric and make up things. I remember mum spending hours sort of cutting, hand-making patterns of things that we'd found, all these old vintage patterns. And that was kind of 
like every weekend and every weeknight um, that was mum's hobby and my passion I'd sort of say I want this and then she'd sort of find a way to whip it up and then we started getting vintage pieces so it'd be like sort of oversized moo-moos and things that no one else wanted and we would sort of cut them short and tweak them this way and, and oh that was God, remember I didn't you know, know that. that was yeah loved all of that sort of stuff and then churchy dances of course if it's <laughs> Brisbane girls like you had to have a you know matching outfits so we'd come in these little ridiculous ensembles and so it's so funny do you have pictures from that time I think so maybe some floating around oh covered gosh, in glitter see oh my god of yes course. a glittery girl <laughs> a true spirit girl oh my goodness um and so yeah that that's been what happened and then of course I lived in London for a few years and then um got back from and collected vintage everywhere we went and got back you have an amazing wardrobe oh there's a lot in there yeah there's a lot in there it'd be trash to anyone but treasure to I think a handful of people I think definitely treasure (laughs) definitely Um, so then I ended up in Dubai and, um, anyway, cut a long story short, used to, um, there's lots, lots of amazing tailors in Dubai. So I used to keep continuing, obviously mum wasn't around to help me sort of tweak things. So I used to go to these beautiful tailors, um, yeah. and, um, down in Dubai and around there and get things tweaked and get things made. And then when I met my husband, we moved to Singapore and the same thing, there's always access to these incredible, like little roadside tailors yeah. little tiny things would be like nine dollars to do a hem or you know you get if you got a good relationship you get five dollars to get a hem and you'd sort of hitch up this um maxi dress into something that was illegally short and that's pretty much <laughs> how I funded my wardrobe um was yeah vintage pieces on ebay that I tweaked and then got to Bali and continued doing that and then there was one piece and this is about when Instagram kicked off and um, a couple of my friends who are like, you know, got right, like, amazing businesses now, like their Instagram was taking off then. It was beautiful uh, Zoe from Mr. Zimmy. And um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Brand. Yeah. She's Gorgeous. just an incredible, incredibly inspiring person and an amazing businesswoman. And she was just a friend. And um, and then also uh, Claire Jetset. So they were both like very, oh, um, okay. and I think just the way the algorithm was around then, it just happened that people like casually found like not many people I didn't have that many followers but I think just by being in the realm of those two um Mm. a few more people saw and um yeah I wore some of the silly pieces that I'd made on Instagram and from that people um, loved it yeah well I think I sold 10 pieces without having a real business and I've still I've met some of the people since then like I was one of the first people who bought one of your pieces and they're still like very proud of that and they were really quite like interesting customers like amazing people is a lady who owns um uh uh do you know the brand danny joe danny yeah. joe yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, one yeah. of the one of the no yeah, way it was one of the very first customers yeah. oh my gosh and wow i know amazing all the way over in new york and i and feel then, like those people i find the same with kings yeah. i have girls who have been with me like from the very beginning yeah they obviously now follow me personally as yeah. well we chat all the time obviously I've never met because I only do online but they're so loyal yeah and I just so love them it's amazing like you're the true kinks girl yeah absolutely and um yeah just these I don't know law of attraction these uh, amazing relationships with people that kindred spirits I guess yeah across the planet and then um another one like oh I can go through a whole handful of this one of 10 yeah 10 pieces and then I made another 10 and um, then I think I did 
this is like over the space of six months. And then I think I made another 10 pieces and started casually a website. And and that's when you thought, oh, I could make this into yeah. a business versus like, I'm just doing this because I truly love it. I did love it. I didn't have a dollar to my name. So I, these people would order, they, they paid on pre-order. And then I went back to the factory and they waited six weeks and then they all received their beautiful pieces. It was like oh my gosh, very, wow. I didn't have any, any money at all. And I was a young mum. I had two little babies and my husband was working full time. This was purely a passion project. Yeah. Um, and it just I happened. Didn't know that. Yeah. No. And then, so then we, um, yeah, set up a, a little Shopify website and we were like, what do we call it? So my first ever set, um, the label only said Inika. And then I was like, should it be Inika Chiru? Should it be Inika? And then I went to register a domain and Inika.com had been taken. Um, oh. Funny story. Taken by my ex-boyfriend. What? <laughs> I know. He paid for it. When Creepy we And I'd forgotten. And he'd been renewing it all those years. And I couldn't get in touch with him. It was an old, you know, boyfriend from Germany from years and years and years ago. Anyhow, so that's a funny story. I was like, damn it. Don't ever let someone else pay for your domain name. Yeah, you're also like, that's can I have tip. that? Yeah. <laughs> Because he went back and he reckons he didn't have it. Anyway, so I, I reached out to his Long story. Anyway, so then it became Mini Kitchu because that domain wasn't taken. Um, and, <laughs> it's a great um, name. Yeah, then Love I Love it. <laughs> um, so then I fell pregnant with Dante, my third little bub. So, um, and it was all very casual. And I think I created another, I sampled another collection. And then pregnancy, you know, is pretty hard, hardcore, especially having two other little bubs. So I didn't like take it that seriously. And mm. Then had Dante was just sort of coping with life. And then I got an invitation, still sampling, still getting together a collection, knowing that I would pick it up when I could, you know, string a sentence together because mm. you really lose your mind. Oh, I personally, like, you know, it takes a little while for me to bounce back to reality in childbirth and then okay. early, you know, having kids. Anyway, um, and then we got a call from uh, a lady who runs a trade show in Miami and she had ha- been having dinner with um, uh, one of the buyers from, actually from Harvey Nichols, and just by ha- by chance, you know, had been having dinner. Have you seen this brand? And she was like, "Oh my god, no, I love this brand." And uh, she called me up and told me this whole story. And she said, "So I want you to come out to Miami." And we were like, "Oh god!" Um, and Dante was six months old, I think, at this stage. And so we had it was a week and a half before. And oh my gosh, yeah. So, Pan and I hadn't even planned on having, let alone a wholesale business or even running. Like, I knew I wanted to keep making these beautiful dresses, but um, yeah, so we were like, well, how are we going to even charge wholesale? We don't even have price lists, we don't even have lookbooks, we don't even have anything. So, we had to then work backwards from there and call in a week and a half. We didn't even Whoa. know like what the what the markup was for a wholesale, like you know, if it's the 2.3, 2.4, we didn't know any of these sort of markups yeah. or anything so we literally got on the plane and said well let's just hope we can at least cover the cost of our flights yeah um and so left the kids all all three of them this is the first time and um yeah went to Miami into this trade show and just happened I don't know what the stars might have been aligned that year I'm not sure but um we had this beautiful stand and it was next to uh, across from Mara Hoffman um, mm. And next to um, who else? We next to Flagpole. This gorgeous uh, swimwear brand. They're uh, that up and coming, very budding, beautiful girls. And next to Linda Farrow, the oh, eyewear wow. designer. Yeah. And just down from um, 
And so all of that was just by chance. You were kind of dotted in around these other amazing designers. Yeah, I have a feeling that the booth had, had, you know, one of the – a, a booth had become free or someone couldn't make it and they oh. were just trying to fill that space and they needed some something fresh and new and we just got lucky. And was it expensive to do the actual trade show? Yes. So yeah. it's, a, it's a big upfront kind of cost, yeah. right? Yeah. We, yeah, we did sort of um, negotiate a little bit to saying, look, we, okay. we hadn't planned on um, doing wholesale, so this, but, um, yeah, it was still a big yeah. investment to get there and we're like, let's just hope that we can cover, you know, our investment to get there. And it just happened that, um, yeah, the buyers from – all the buyers happened to walk past because they had to walk past. So, um, yeah, I think if, if, if you're going to invest in going to a trade show, I think asking where your booth is going to be is really important and putting yourself with not com- competitive brands but um, brands that you would brands. want to sit next to in a in retail a space like, yeah. or on online if you're going to be positioned next to these mm. beautiful brands. Try and put yourself so that – visually or that your your buyer is going to be merchandising you already yeah. as they were doing you get positioned yeah yeah do other in those stores other designers also in those stores or is it staff at the trade show sorry yeah um is it the designer that's like kind of they're selling the brand to the buyers like were you the only brand owner who was there doing that it's not as common to see them but they do pop in so at that year i did actually meet mara she came and introduced herself and came over but um, because i feel like for you a strength is you right like you sparkle you're someone who has like a lot of vibrant energy you radiate warmth and you're just so lovely so i also imagine that's like something that's so important for you to be in the store and be selling your own brand. Whereas maybe other brands don't have that person who's truly like, this is my brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's an interesting thing, putting your name on something. I, 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 I truly mean it. Like I really want to look someone in the eye and talk to them about why we've got this piece and how it feels when you wear it. And I yeah. want to see their expression when they try it on and see them sort of start to sway or dance because they've put it on and they feel beautiful especially yeah. that that is that's actually why I do this that's that's the joy that's yeah. actually what I get out of it that's and that would be it. why as yeah. well you can just resonate like so easily or you can stand out so easily in in those situations I imagine Sorry. because <laughs> buyers would see you and meet you and be like whoa like I get it Aww. like I get the brand I get what she's doing <laughs> I get it all it all makes sense Aww. kind of thing I'm terribly awkward in these situations but um but no, for some reason um yeah they've been very 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 kind to me and um we've we've been yeah the relationships we do have with the buyers are great they're really cool and I'm terrible on email I always reply way too late if not remembering to reply at all thank god Pern is a little bit more organized <laughs> than I am on email I'm notoriously bad um but um yeah somehow yeah it's better to get me on whatsapp I think so I think some of the buyers have got this little relationship where I'll be like oh sorry and um yeah but no it's good it is really lovely to be able to do that and then also um for our customers to be able to do that as well like if you're mm. selling a product then through another store which I'm not selling it directly um for them to be able to continue that conversation that we'd somehow started whether it's through photos or through Instagram chat or through DM or um yeah somehow to be able to for that customers to still buy it on a, a larger retailer or in mm. a store like in Selfridges or in Browns or to, to go into um you know matches or and then to still feel like they've 
worth the continuing that conversation with me with you yeah, yeah that's um yeah an interesting thing but really important it's really important really and important. then if the, like they start to wear it and then someone sort of stops them in the street and says oh I love your dress and they're like oh and then they, they and your clothes have that wow factor yeah. I imagine like girls would stop girls that they see in the street to be like what are you wearing we get we get people writing to us that's probably the most common thing that our customer service receives is emails like i've worn this dress and i think probably five or ten people have stopped to to compliment me today and that's how women feel when they wear the dress Mm. it's i'm not a technical designer i've never learned how to do this stuff it's i've learned by looking at vintage pieces so i've learned by you know taking a, a vintage piece and then looking at the seams and all the old old techniques like they didn't have overlocking machines so I don't use any overlocking oh, actually wow. all the factories will be like no no it'll be faster to this but I don't I don't want that because when you do a French seam there's like just that added little bit of detail that takes that little bit longer time it's just that little bit extra weight in the garment and you feel it whether you are technical or not whether you know how a garment's created but there's something when you put it on it just feels like that little bit of extra care went into it and then you yeah. cherish it and you want to wear it for longer and people notice it and um yeah and that's how you feel ultimately it's how you feel so that's the um that's the buzz that's what that's I the feel special sauce <laughs> that you exactly. give everyone yes definitely that's amazing yes yeah, and so just to rewind a little bit when you were at the trade show mm. that trade show mm. what happened like what happened when you walked away from that trade show you had people being like yep let's place an order or yeah. like how did it work yeah so we weren't really sure what to do we had I'd gone on keynote and no numbers I didn't even have excel I didn't know how to use excel um this is <laughs> I didn't even have a university degree uh so I was on numbers on apple numbers and I'd sort of typed up a um some sort of like you know lookbook and, and line sheet and um order form and just this particular trade show, Cabana, um, you don't, like, it's actually not allowed to bring in extra props or anything. It's, you have these beautiful clean racks and they kind of make it look like a retail store, so, which okay. was to our advantage because, of course, we didn't have a crazy budget to be yeah. investing in this beautiful fit out. And personally, I find them quite wasteful anyway because it's just, you know, quite a, a short time use. But um, so, yeah, we had this, uh, we rented the, the coat hangers um, and... Uh, I'd gone and bought some beautiful big green one out to the wholesale flower market, bought this huge flower um, arrangement and put it on this tiny little desk and we just sort of waited. And I remember one of the buyers um, uh, from one of the huge retailers um, who was particularly stalked, you know, everybody wants to be in this store, everybody wants to be in this retail store. So um, she has to walk around with a baseball cap on, you know, that people are Oh, people know who she is. Absolutely. And it's like the whispers on the street, oh, she's here, da-da-da-da. And you're kind of like, I don't know. No, we didn't know. (laughs) But we did have this massive floral arrangement. And so I I honestly believe she had sort of stumbled over to hide behind these flowers. Oh, wow. And then I was like, are you hiding behind my flowers? You know, and I was being a little bit cheeky. I think uh, we'd actually had a bit of a rosé at that point because it was in the early afternoon and they they had come around with these, you know, these treasures are beautiful these days. They have tricks. And anyway, so I'd had a little cheeky rosé and and then we just started chatting and then she goes, and by the way, who are you? And I was like, oh, Inika. And she's like, talk me through your collection. And I'm terribly awkward, but... um, I talked um, from the heart and told her about what the pieces were and had it made a little giggle. And then, yeah, we um, got an email a few weeks later and um, that was a massive shock. But that was one of the retailers. And then I That's guess... so amazing. Yeah, very exciting. Um, 
so, and that's, uh, you don't know who the buyers are at the same time. And sometimes you'll have sort of two or three buyers in your stand at one time. And, um, of course, you have to give everyone the same amount of attention and, and to mm. show you and, and very patiently that sort of just explain each piece. And you want to give all of that beautiful story, but it's three people there at the same time. And it turns yeah. out we had, you know, three Usually, the major stores, if they they all know who each other are, if they see another person in the in the stand at the same time, they'll wait and they'll come back. But it just happened there was a few. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just an interesting thing having to um, yeah learn. And for someone like <laughs> as someone now, you've been through a few different trade shows, yes. and speaking to someone like me who's never done one at all, yes. would you recommend as that as like a key thing to do if you're going to go down that journey? If you if you um, if you think a wholesale model is going to be beneficial for your business, absolutely. I think trade shows are they're so social. You meet the same or if not um, similar people, always similar brands, and um, you see the same faces, and everyone's lovely. Like I, I know you hear awful stories about the fashion industry, but my experience, people are lovely. They're genuinely mm. kind people. The New Yorkers are amazing. They're and it's actually funny. any all the Americans, yeah, they're just so high and they genuinely got so much to talk about. I'm really happy to see you and always asking about the kids. And um, But I guess that's Instagram as well, isn't it? So just um, uh, remaining true to who you are and then, you know, that conversation that I was talking about before that I feel like Instagram's sort of been this almost that I've got a greeting. Like there's always this hello, how are you? We've already yeah. got this like a lead into a conversation without realizing it yeah or you've been like pen pals online yes and then you meet in real life yes i forget that we actually don't know each other exactly (laughs) i get that all the time i know i I have like a relationship online with someone yeah that's like some cool brand or some cool girl yes and then we meet in real life and i'm like oh my gosh i just actually forgot that we haven't met before yeah but that familiarity is (laughs) so nice it's real it's just because it's online it doesn't mean it's not sincere like yeah we truly true there was a reason why you gave your time to them even when they're online anyways because you, you're interested you're, you're you know you've yeah. got a kindred spirit there's some sort of so it's a it's a wonderful thing we're able to like connect and attract even more people than we would have if we had a stayed in our town and not been online you know it's mm. incredible it's really amazing and so I want to that's a nice lead into the next part that I sort of want to talk about which is your focus on community and the pop-ups that you're doing mm-hmm. all around the world mm-hmm. and how that came about and how it's kind of like evolved into what it is now because yes. you just had a pop-up this weekend yes. with the beach people in Byron, in Byron Bay yes. and I see that you've done a few of these now so I want to hear more about that. Yeah, so I guess like fast forward from what we we're talking about before with the online um you know we then started uh you know our brand was on Never Porter and then on Matches and then you know Browns and Suffrages and all these beautiful stores and so um uh, and then our e-com as well was steadily you know getting more traction we started to be exposed to more people and then it was purely online so as we were going with the business um the the communication we had with people was all by email or by dm or by you know instant like messages on, on instagram um and so the way our product like our product is so beautiful and voluminous and um you know the quality of it but sometimes i i, I wasn't taking very good photographs of it or not able to you know shoot it in the right way so i wanted people to see it in real life and because mm. a big uh, like a more common feedback that i was getting was 
um, it's so pretty in real life. It looks even more beautiful in real life or mm. oh, the quality of it, you know, these sorts of things. So I was like, okay, I have to get this. People need of, to see it. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I can't remember how we got invited to Singapore, but Singapore was at, uh, it, like in, interested in the data. It was, um, you know, a really, really, well, I lived in Singapore, so I had a, a great really very loyal friends who were supporting the brand and and then their friends and so we were like let's go to Singapore uh and another friend who had a homeware store had said oh I've got a space you should come so a week before we were like let's go we didn't really plan it I barely posted it online I think I posted an um I did an Instagram post and then did a couple of stories and then another um um like what's it called grace tales the grace tales had reached out and said oh you should do an instagram takeover it's um grace tales is like a beautiful um it's founded by an expo editor georgie arbe and she uh founded like these stories on motherhood and early motherhood and she has a really loyal following and yeah um yeah so she asked to do Instagram takeover so I did that wow cool um, yeah this lovely little unplanned opportunity um I don't think I did it very well mind you but it's still I'm sure (laughs) no everything all of your content is so oh my god no the opposite I love your content I love like your words the way that you take pictures it's all of it I'm just obsessed no I was very awkward and a bit forgetful but anyhow so we we did this wonderful pop-up and just the rush of being able to finally like meet our customers and see people who had heard about the brand or had seen a friend Mm. or a friend had said oh you should pop by and um and then when they were like oh no I can't wear that and I was like please just try it on and people were putting these things on and like I never thought I would like love to wear this dress but I love it and I just couldn't live without this beautiful piece and we still get these comments I'm still wearing a beautiful dress and people sending photos in of I wore your dress today and got these beautiful compliments and I just yeah I love it so much it's not it's not something that you wear or you you invest in and you you wear it once it it truly is something that tears on that it's still that beautiful piece and I'm like oh I miss that piece I should you know think about doing something similar again because of course once we sell this beautiful piece that's it that's it and Mm. um, we don't do huge quantities of every run or every style or every colorway so to try and keep it you know um so it's been yeah really really lovely to be able that that was just such a buzz for not just for me but for um my beautiful staff as well who um are also purely online with the relationship with our customer service Mm. and um how big is your team by the way oh we're um, uh, contractors um, mostly and there's one, two, three, four there's about seven of us now so um, yeah a nice little family yeah absolutely extended family yeah and then a few a few additional are they all do. in Bali or they're around the world around the world around the world yeah yeah um, and so it's been really lovely just with different time zones and being able to look after our customers who are also all around the world. Um, yeah, it's been great. But that's the ability of working online, isn't it? That we can all, um, yeah. you know, just meet great people. And yeah, who've... I have an amazing um, girl who does my woman. I always say girl, but I mean woman. Yeah, who does my graphic design, and I have just so many like. I don't know, experiences where you find these people and you're like, gosh, I want to work with you yes. somehow yes. because I can see how talented you yes. are and I want to make it work in Absolutely. my business somehow. Yes. And because I travel a lot, I can't have obviously thought, yeah. someone that works in an office because that's also not the lifestyle that I'm trying to make. I'm all about remote 
workers. Yes. And it's just incredible the talent that you find yes. out there oh. that you wouldn't see if you were trying to hire someone yeah. mm-hmm. to be with you every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, like, I don't – I'm not from a corporate background. I don't, I've never really worked in any sort of, like – corporate structure before so I don't really even know you don't know what it looks like what it looks like or even what the roles are called like Mm. if I hired someone I'm like oh what would I do an into like an advertisement for what would I call that role yeah what is a manager what is it you know yeah what does that even mean yeah yeah basically we're all professional emailers let's be honest (laughs) That is actually... Oh, my God, 100%. That's all we do for a living. We all professionally email. When, I remember when and I worked I'm not at very the, good at that, mind you. I'm terrible at emailing, so... <laughs> when I worked at The Iconic, yes. on my business card, yeah. I had um, professional Facebooker. Did you? Yeah. That's cool. Some, it was like professional Facebooker or like something exactly like that. Yeah. Kind of thing. So funny. Yeah, it is. Um, to break it down, like what you do most in any industry in a day. Like, it's communicating. It's communicating. Yeah, it's communicating. Yeah, right. communica- yes. Once you connect with people and whether it's a customer or a retailer yeah. or your factory yes. that's producing things for yes. you, it's literally just connection, I mean, connection, connection absolutely. and community. Yes. And that's it. Yes. Yeah. When you really break it down. Yeah. Absolutely. And it takes a while to even figure out um, the different, not, not, not languages, but, um, you know, when yes means no and today means tomorrow and five minutes means like two weeks and all of that sort of mm. stuff as well. Like understanding the true like communication, the layers, the layers of communication. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Yeah. It takes a while. Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today, we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. And so to go back to the pop-up, so you had the pop-up in Singapore Mm -hmm. and now you've had them literally like all around the world. You had one recently in Bali. We did. You had one, you've had them now while you've been in Australia. I've seen multiple going on. And is that part of your strategy moving forward to continue? You know what it reminds me of? Tangent. 
and it's like a totally different <laughs> oh, brand. Tangent, sorry, keep up. <laughs> Where are we now? Yeah, go. Total tangent. <laughs> Brands like Supreme, like back in the day, you know, they'd have like meetups and pop-ups and like mm-hmm. kind of that it creates a cult following really mm-hmm. because you get to like do these, maybe Supreme didn't have pop-ups, but like, you know how they have like limited release things where they plan like an event around yes. that and all these people would come yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. And I feel like your brand is also doing this kind of thing where you're allowing people to be, you're bringing people into your world. Into the fold, yeah. Into so, it. Yeah, yeah. They get to, like, experience it the way that you want them to experience it. Mm-hmm. And then this creates this, like, loyal cult following where people yeah. are like, yeah, I'm part of this community yeah. that you've created. Yeah, well, we become friends. I feel like, you know, yeah. every time I'm like, stay in touch. Send me photos when you're wearing it because I truly want to see it, you know. And everyone's got a they're like, oh, I've got this event next week that I actually have been, you know, looking for the perfect dress for. I'm like, I can't wait to see you. The yeah, dresses. I can't wait I to see this. you all dressed up. Yeah, or I actually wear your dress every day when I drop the kids off to school and I just love that I throw it on but I feel a little bit more dressed up, you know, mm. and that's awesome, you know, or well, this is my dress that I just throw on when I get home and I just love to walk around. You know, these are the, I don't know, I just love hearing at, or, yeah, exactly purpose at, like, built that's what they were made for that's what I envision how I would wear them when I'm sort of got this sample or I've got this cut and I'm sort of trying it on in the mirror and looking going how am I going to wear this what would I feel like what's going to be no fuss what would I you know throw on and not have to think about again and then you know feel great for the rest of the day or you know that that's um got a tangent I keep just I love it though I, I love, love it so I love a tangent I'm like mm-hmm. you if you can see the way that if the audience can see the way that I'm looking at Inika it's like loving doting <laughs> like child and I'm just <laughs> leaning yeah. back here yeah. oh my gosh no I love it I totally love it I can't I'm too too buzzy too <laughs> anyway all good um yeah so it's fun it's really fun what did you ask me I've forgotten about the pop-ups oh, and yes. like you moving forward and you're creating these pop-ups and yes. this being a part of your strategy I yeah. guess in building the brand it fills my cup to me um it, it, it really is amazing to be able to meet our customers in person and to see and actually to get the feedback firsthand as well. That's actually how our collections have grown. We actually started with um, just that one smock shape and I did it in various colorways and then I sort of gradually um, got feedback, you know, from people writing in and sort of saying, hey, I wore this, but I'd love it if it was just a little bit longer or, you know what, that, oh, wow. the sleeve is just, um, you know, that the ties at the sleeve sometimes get caught in my nappy when I'm changing nappies or, you know, this is lovely wow. little two bits of information. That's amazing. And that's actually how the collection has changed and grown and that's why I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to do that with just a little, like two more centimetres length so people can feel just that little bit more comfortable or I'm going to make the belt just a little bit longer because it just means that I can, you know. That's just, so cool that people take the time to let you know. I love it. I actually that's I love it. And so even with um, our customer service now, um, uh, it, we've we've got a thing if if you – like three times a trend. If, if you hear or get a, com- mm. like a common topic more than three times, it's something that we need to bring up and we need to talk about. So, and so do they flag it with you like on WhatsApp or something or is there like a process where you're like, here, put these things that you hear yeah, um, like to the side and then you review you, them or yeah, something. My customers have write to me on um, WhatsApp for sure. We're very, very big WhatsApps. However, we're meant to try Slack soon. It's meant to be oh, yes, a really good great. one. Um, but we also have a weekly meeting and everyone sort of talks about mm. the department. It took us a long time to, we talked about having this weekly meeting, but um, yeah, we've all really, really cherished actually doing it and 
and getting it because even though we're all in different departments, even though I'm sort of across the board of everything, but um, it, it's amazing how much everyone is integral and every single person's piece of sex for our accounting team to understand about, you know, I don't know, I'll give you an example, but our customer service basically needs to know every single aspect of it. Like if production is going to be running late and mm. um, our customer service have been receiving emails about a piece that I wore three months ago at a trade show and they're like went and they've caught it out of the corner of the photograph in the back <laughs> and they're like that yeah. pink top, I'm desperate for it. When is it coming out? So we need to be really big on communications. Okay, there's a delay with this pink top that's coming and they're trying to be like, ah, oh, I've received three emails about a pink top. So she'll then be able to go back into those um, customers and say, hey, Hey, I've just got word that it's, it's not coming soon or hey guess what it's coming out and you're going to be the first oh to know oh my gosh that's such a nice yeah. personal touch to oh. like fully get back in touch yeah like, this Ab- is what's what absolutely no that's our, that. our inbox is full of like relationships it's yeah. all community it's all relationships and um I, yeah I wouldn't have it any other way mm. it's um it's really important I think that um I don't know, it makes it worthwhile. It means something, you know. Yeah. It's true and you feel fulfilled and you actually... Absolutely. Yeah, because this is an investment piece as well. Yeah. It's not, it's, you know, that a lot of work has gone into making every single garment and mm. um, and then once you, you've, you've saved up, you know, it's, it's a lot to invest in, into having a beautiful piece and then to hold on to it. And, and I think it's really important that... Um, I don't know. It's really important. It's a big piece of it. That's so nice. And I, I imagine all of your customers, that's, again, like what reinforces their – but you know why it's nice is because it's not like a – it's not like you were trying to do that as a marketing thing. You're just doing it because that's just you. Yeah. And it's, it's all just a true, organic, like authentic thing that makes sense to you and because you haven't tried to do it like that. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's – stem from my non-corporate structure or my non, yeah. like I haven't learned anything about marketing. I haven't learned anything. I, I, I've actually come in it the other way, like as a person who also is a shopper, I love to buy things online. I love to invest in pieces. I also have a family. I also, you know, know what it's like to, mm. you know, so I, I, I am very much my own customer and I understand. <laughs> so when you're doing like the marketing side of things, is it you doing marketing or is it Pern or you have someone else that does the marketing? We have um, uh, like someone who has been uh, giving us like a little bit of insight into what the dialogue is and when is it Labor Day because we don't know what's happening in America. We don't oh, know yeah. any of that sort of stuff. Um, is the US your biggest market? It is. Yeah, yeah. New York is our biggest customer. It's yeah. um, And... Um, so I guess uh, she's been giving us a really great insight into what the language is that actually industry-based. This is going to be like a packing email, but most people, and you, you notice that like all of the big brands, all of a sudden you get all this like pre-packing holiday emails, mm. like there's a general oh, yeah. theme and then there's yeah. like the, all the holiday festive things, there's always like a bit of a dialogue that's quite consistent. So we've had that commercial calendar sort of put into our um Thing. But then also it's instinct and then I'll have – and this is the stuff that I can't plan in advance. It, it doesn't really work for me if we do plan it too rigidly on our like commercial our, um, our calendar is, is like, you know what, I know that this dress is beautiful. I know that women would love to wear this dress. I know how I feel in this dress So, I've, and it's not selling. So I've got to take sure, like find a sure way to show more. my customers that yeah. they'll talk about this beautiful piece. So that's sort of very of the whim and so I'll – take a photo or um 
or you know, I'll, I'll come up with some some way to write a little email, and that's it's still very basic because with my limited knowledge or time to be able to put into it, but. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, or it's even with Shani saying, hey, Shani, you should, uh, or to our customer service, we've actually got two girls now, Lauren and Shani, um, saying, hey, that, this piece is so beautiful, you should set, like, let, let them know about this beautiful piece, you know, it's just... Yeah, push this more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Put it out there just, so yeah. people know it exists. Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. Um, so that's, um, yeah, that's our marketing right now. <laughs> could be planned a little better probably oh my gosh but i don't want to send same. too many people too many emails either yeah because i'm just i haven't sent any emails at the moment i need to get back on yeah. my email game yeah because i find like i started the brand with that really kind of intention of like i'm never going to send an email yeah but then i was like okay no to run a business i do yeah. need to send emails and i do need to do those kinds of things but i still tinker in the middle of like trying not to be overbearing but then also trying to make money yeah and it's a tough like line I think especially when you're like super creative and you maybe are like a little bit like I'm trying to be better at the business side of things yes and I'm someone that's trying to build a brand based on exactly what I love Mm -hmm. exactly what I would want to wear Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that I make Mm -hmm. and I'm like if other people love it amazing cool versus like this big grand plan yeah and and it's a bit of a struggle yes yeah it's it is um it doesn't feel but when it when it becomes like this very regimented marketing structure it sort of takes the the true the like flight and the you know yeah the, yeah the fun I agree. um but um there's also i think so many things on instagram right now there's so many people like always constantly got new things to talk about new things people are able to decide what they do and don't read i think if you don't don't um that flood their inbox with like mm. anything that's obnoxious i think it's perfectly fine yeah. to i love your emails though as well and emails. your subject lines and stuff oh yeah subject lines oh, you're yeah. such a good copywriter oh god <laughs> and it's i but i totally know that it's just also like the things that you Silly. write and your instagram and stuff i just love the way that you communicate oh. i'm always like i subscribe to this oh. <laughs> it's great um, we always always have like a subject line and a second subject line planned, you know, in advance. Maybe a week before, we'll probably do a talk about this. And without a doubt, every time I send out the email, I've got it set up in Clearview, and just before I'm going to hit send, I'm like, nah, I don't like that, and I'll change it. Like, or <laughs> I'll redo all the content like right before pressing send, so it's meant to go at six o'clock, and I'll end up going out at eight or nine because I've sort of gone and redone it all. But yeah, that the planning thing probably because I'm Aquarius, I'm not sure, but I get quite. Yeah, I can't plan too much. It doesn't work for me. You've got mm. to just be like that. I feel like you're quite like similar like good. that. Like, I, I feel like I'm just literally, I'm always like, you know, um, my friend Sylvia, who you met at yes. one of the trade shows. Love her. She is just amazing because she's so she organized is. and she is like. That's her piece though. Yeah. That's her thing. Like yeah. she, and I'm always just like, I need someone like you in my life. Yes. Who is this person that's structured and organized because I don't have that. Yeah. I just don't have that bone in yeah. my body. No. I, <laughs> I try that. though. Yeah. It's hard as a leader being like that though. And, um, and having other people who like. Who need structure. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, because I know it's it's my piece to sort of really ride on instinct and to trust my uh, how I feel about something and how I feel about everything all at once, um, and to really sort of float with that and to 
put a whole lot of energy into something because even though it wasn't on the top of the to-do list, all of a sudden it feels very urgent to get this done. Mm. I, I do go like that. But when I have other people who I've already the day before said, hey, this is really important, this is really important, this is really important, and they've gone off to work on all those things, and then I come in with this grand idea the next day, right, scrap that, we're doing this today. It's easy for me to do that. But for other people, I've, I'm having to learn that that's that's a really yeah. stressful thing for someone who has got a list and they like to tick off that list and they've like planned in their head exactly how they're going to do it. They're probably going to sleep that night right in the morning. I'll get this done, this done. This is going to be done like this. I'll be able to hand it in by mm. this time. And I'm like, nope, we're not doing that today. This is important. How This is the new thing. Be excited about this. Exactly. And everyone else is like, yeah. <gasps> so as, You're getting the anxiety. <laughs> precisely, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and because I'm a person who is big on feelings and I absorb everything around that, I, I but also it's painful for me to see me stressing other people out as well. So yes. I've got to really oh work out, gosh. okay, this is really important for me, but I did already ask him to do three other things the day before that are totally different to this, so I better just chill. <laughs> I'm going to bite my tongue exactly. and I'm going to wait until they're finished. Unless it's really important, then we're all going on the chew train. So. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, the chew train, I love that. That's so fun. Oh, God, again, I so love it. Good. I love it, I love it. Um, but, yeah, I guess um, we probably attracted, um, you know, the kind of person who – is excited by the ride as well anyway you know mm. they probably it's not like yeah. I started out being a really organized person when I hired them and then I've become unorganized it's like I've been off the charts since the minute they met me so it's just like <laughs> learning to cope um but um but there's a lot of joy in the job there's a lot of like when we get these emails from customers or even from the buyers from the wholesale side when we get these really positive response from people everybody feels it so mm. um yeah I feel like even for my friends who are really organised in business and, and have that completely opposite approach to me, they're still dealing with the same sort of, like, what problems they go, what fire mm. they're going to put out each mm. day and how they're yeah. going to do it and how they're going to approach. So it's just, um, yeah, it's just how we all cope. It's finding your peace and working through it, I guess. And, yeah. Yeah. And also finding out your employees' peace as well, like what, what really makes each person thrive. How do they thrive? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do they need to be able to yeah. succeed in the business yeah. and keep like moving forward? With- yeah, and go home feeling good about their job as opposed to, I didn't get that done today. I feel, I, yeah. I didn't. And dreading I, Mondays. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst if you have like someone who's being like, oh, I'm not in it. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about like the struggles of building a fashion brand, because from obviously the outside perspective, you are building this amazing thing. You've got an amazing community. It looks cool. It's everywhere. But as we were talking about before, there are things that are hard about scaling a business to mm-hmm. the size that you are. You're coming up three years and it's starting to grow like exponentially. Mm-hmm. You're starting to reach a point where there are other troubles yeah. Um, that you might not have thought about in the beginning. Yeah. And I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that mm. and what that's been like for you scaling mm. the brand. Yeah. The, these problems uh, have come, you know, with every success. You, you don't realise what what comes with all, all of that success. And no one had sort of said, hey, by the way, it's going to be really hard when you get a whole lot of orders because you're actually going to have to pay for them. You know, you don't, mm. you don't know that that's coming. Um, so you go to these trade shows and you think, yeah, I really, you know, you ultimately want to please more people and to have more people fall in love with this stuff and know that they'll sell that to their customers. That's the goal. Um, and then when that happens and then you get this order and you think, oh, my goodness, without having any investors, without having any factoring or mm. having any financial external, basically our e-com um, is funding the, our whole wholesale business as well. So, um, yeah, the, it's, it's an interesting thing because you are, uh, 
um, in fashion, your like you pay for your deposit to your factory when you when you get your order from a wholesale from from the trade show, and then you also place your own econ business orders at the same, the same time. time. And then it takes sort of three months to produce um, most of the collections, and then um, most of the retailers actually pay. 30 or 60 days after you've delivered so that if it's on time yeah if it's on time that's so true and then you get penalties if they're not on time as well they'll charge you so you've that's you know six to nine months sometimes up to a year of production that you are paying for up front so and that's not just one collection at a time because you've got autumn winter you've got resort you've got spring summer you've got high summer you've got all four Mm. collections um at the same time um, whether they're sampling, they're in production, they're delivering, or they're, um, you know, just being in the middle of the sale period. Like that's all, all four collections all year round, always. Like, um, so it's a lot of planning in advance. Yes. And especially like for a non organized person. Yeah. Like yeah. when I think about that stuff, I'm like, I just don't know how I would do that yeah. like, in advance. Yeah. You know, I can feel I'm obviously really early on in my journey. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, holy shit, that's like a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when we got a Gantt chart, a Gantt chart, and realized, okay, so if it takes us, we literally had to count it back and go, well, our, we know our production takes a good three months production, and I know I need right. a good sort of 10 to 12 weeks sampling to nail that sampling and to get the products perfect. So I've got to be like six months out from everything. And then you go and work out every trade show when, when you're going to be selling it and when all the buyers are likely to be investing into that mm. next collection and then you have to count back from that that six months to nine months before that's crazy yeah it is i think it, that i also way. read something <laughs> about um samantha wills her brand when she was running running and she did 10 collections a year what? and so wow. imagine that cycle she yeah. was just always like totally foreseeing like six months down the track la, la, la. Yeah. and i'm like wow that yeah you just must have to have such a great support network to be able to yeah keep that up kind of thing every time we hire um anyone new explaining what we're working on it, it takes i think one whole collection one whole season to get it. everyone to get like when we're talking about spring summer high summer which we're talking about autumn winter because you you're talking about all four collection and then previous old collections all at the same time all it's literally thinking literally like a gantt chart like oh wow yeah all the time it does it takes a would long love time. to see your gantt chart <laughs> yeah it's complex <laughs> i would and love one to see it can't go on without the other and then that and so it all gets pushed out so oh it's my it. gosh <laughs> sounds like a lot yeah sounds like a lot a lot yeah <laughs> yeah gosh and so then you have to have the capital to be able to get the, the new collection produced, to yes. be able to give to the brand. Yes. So and you'll be able to negotiate good um, sort of contracts. So maybe you could negotiate to pay a 30% deposit on ordering the goods and then hopefully you could do, you know, another 30% throughout towards the end of the production. And then mm. hopefully if you've got a really, if you've maybe done one or two seasons with your production or your factory, then maybe they would let you pay the remaining right. after. Um, and that does help a little bit. It might not be when you get your full payment from most of your retailers because remember they pay net 30 after mm. the delivery or net 60 but at least it's not having to do that whole 100 up before delivery which, yeah but it takes a couple of seasons and and basically to build a trust good, exactly that trust on both sides as well you know because it's not just like the factory um they have to pay all of their staff every week 
Mm. They have to pay every sewer. They have to pay all their electricity. They have to pay all of their, you know, whatever the maintenance is. They're running a business too. So they need to pay workers basically. How did you find your factory? Oh gosh. (laughs) This is also a tough thing. Like I've been through such a journey. I started producing in China. Then I shipped it to, sorry, moved it to Bali in Indonesia and now I'm in Bangkok in Thailand yeah. and it's been such a journey. It's been definitely my biggest struggle. Yeah, without full a doubt. Full stop, without a doubt. Yeah. And it just takes such a long time to get that foundation it right. Does. And I think I tried to rush the whole thing. Yeah. And then that kept actually putting me like 10 steps behind mm-hmm. every time. But it's not at all uncommon to do that at all. I feel like everyone has a bit of a journey. It takes you a long time to find the right people that you want to work with. And then, of course, it takes a lot of work to really maintain that relationship and, mm. and keep on making it good for both parties as well. Yeah. Um, so um, I, it's all through word of mouth, but my when I first did the, that sampling, that was I because remember I was doing a little I don't know if I remember, but I was doing a little bit of styling in Bali and oh, yeah, I one of the brands that I had done some styling for, um, I had met the one of the ladies who did their production because she delivered some samples on on the photo shoot and then I met her for coffee. Said, "Oh, can you make this little piece for me?" And then that was it how that started. started. But for me to make one piece with this lady. Um, and her team who were beautiful and they made this exquisite first first hand samples that I made also uh, pieces they were beautiful but then when I went to make the next 10 and the next 20 um, their quality had changed dramatically in Bali so Bali I love for so many things it's just the most incredible place and that's why we love living there um, but when it comes to having a business in Bali it's quite contradictive the, all the things you love about living there the people and the like the approach and the, and the carefree sort of way of thinking, not carefree, actually very considerate and very um, spiritual way of thinking mm. is um, completely polar to like having to be on time and, to, and work yeah. is the most important thing and about quality and all that because it's all about um, people and the job isn't, I don't know. It was, yeah, totally, yeah, totally different thing. Um, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> was a harder thing for my product obviously a lot of people make beautiful production in Bali and I still do um a little bit of production there particularly the screen printing I love all the hand screen um that comes out um um, that we do there and we've got a a good producer there now um but yeah so we moved on I met um a friend um actually I went to the rugby sevens and met a friend there who had another friend in Vietnam and she's like, oh, you should go out to Vietnam. And so I did and then started producing there and then the quality was just incredible. I've heard that from a few brands, embroidery. actually. Yeah, Vietnam is incredible. It's just beautiful. And then just this dedication and passion for each piece. They're so proud of the work that they do and... Um, uh, yeah, no, incredible. It's not by no means easy uh, working like in any country. Again, learning the language of the land, like, mm. like what I was saying before about you know, yes means no, and there's yeah, you know, timelines are completely. You've really got to try and ears to the ground, try and figure out exactly what things actually mean, and it takes a long time to really truly understand and get a honest style, not honest, but a true dialogue going. Yeah. Um, but um, how long have you yeah. been with the current factory for? Uh, we've done. It'll be. Oh, this is our fourth season with this with this oh, wow. factory. Yeah, yeah. So now you've really kind of yeah. figured out all of that yeah. language, and you you fully get it. Yeah. And they fully get it. Yeah. Yeah. You're on so, the same page. Yeah, it is amazing, and they're really great for sampling as well. They have a whole sampling space, and um, with 
just with uh, sustainability as well, which is a bit of a weird word at the moment because people are throwing it around, but it's completely solar energy. There's completely fields and fields of solar power that are um, it's actually set up by the government, which is incredible. For that particular factory or yes. the whole area? No, for the whole area, which is a commercial. Uh, oh, like, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's all, and then all of the That's incredible. Um, rain harvesting as well to actually they collect all of the water then to be used for, for the dying that, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's oh my gosh. Yeah, really great and quite rare to be, I think, able to. But it's wonderful that these things are actually happening now. People are actually making... People care. And yeah, people like the exactly. Effort. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Wow. Mm, so I met, yeah, this lady and then produced with her and then also got introduced to someone else. I tried a little bit in China as well. The quality was amazing. I truly loved working in China, but then knockoffs started to happen and oh my gosh i've heard this my school your factory becomes your biggest competitor well they literally were making my actual product yeah so there's shops yeah with that and i the reason how i know but people are still tagging me in these knockoff pieces no it's not yours yeah because there's five tiers not not six um yeah so all those remember when we went to the far east plaza and yeah there was all those knockoffs everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. knockoffs in those places now i've heard no way yes my skeletal dress yeah it's one of those things where it's like you're so flattered because you know you've reached a point where now you're like okay i'm a recognized brand so of course mm. i'm at that point but then you're like devastated yeah but also um, there's no control like you don't know who was sewing those pieces like i know mm, who makes my pieces i know exactly you know the whole line exactly yeah yeah but yeah (laughs) but yeah when when they're making knockoffs you don't know who actually is sewing those pieces what the circumstances are what factory it came from you don't know what chemicals are used in the dyeing process you don't know anything yeah um you're like that's not my brand no (laughs) It's not what I'm all about. Yeah, exactly. I heard the same story. I was listening to a podcast of the woman who started the brand Shush Silk. And her factory in China, again, like they became her her competitor because once they started realizing the volumes that she was doing and she was doing really, really well and she is doing Mm. amazing things, they started then producing the same kind of thing. And, And I've heard that for like multiple different brands who i mean so many brands yeah all yeah. of it yeah it, i've got friends as well same thing yeah so no tough ones yeah oh yeah. and so what do you do in that situation so we're hand numbering our pieces now so yeah wow this, yeah so and i, I love it actually because that's what i originally did that lovely customers will remember i used to hand number every single piece that we made and so we're going back to doing that and that's so nice yeah I and um i don't know just being um, I don't know. Keep keeping keeping on our toes and keeping the production smaller. And when that's sold out, making it very clear that that's sold out. That isn't anymore. Mm. Um, but you can't like sue them or something. It's we, a, is it a big like fish to kind of go after, or is it possible? We did invest some legal into finding out who it was, and um, we actually went. I think in the end, the lawyer had gone to the. Um, internet provider and had said they're actually creating because they were using our content our images to oh, sell no fraudulent copies of our product oh my god yeah and then customers were then writing to us saying hey i bought this dress it doesn't look anything like i'm like yeah you you bought a fake dress of ours like we, 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 there's really nothing sorry. we can do here no, i'm really sorry that that happened but they uh, and then the other thing was they're actually um using our photos and then 
somehow targeting our Instagram followers, both my personal and my brand's feed, with knockoffs and paid ads on Instagram. So that, and the reason why I know is because I was getting screenshots of it for months on end. Every day I'd get about eight different people saying, Hey, I don't know if you know, but this person's selling a knockoff of your product with your picture. And I, I but they blocked us. So, um, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, so that was happening wow. for a long time. So we'd sort of. It still happen? Uh, they're definitely still selling this. Yeah, there's a brand in South Africa that's still selling our product, and um, and I think Alibaba for sure. There's yeah, knockoffs oh floating around, but yeah, it's a, I think important to know that um, yeah, there's no you don't know who's making those pieces. It's actually a really sad situation where it comes from. What yeah, you know, what the circumstances are, and yeah, yeah, it's it's a sad thing, but Gosh. also it seems to be the way of the land unfortunately mm. yeah. yeah yeah it's like one of those things where it, I've also seen a lot of people on social media like artists having yeah. their work ripped off and yeah. seeing it on AliExpress or Alibaba or whatever and then yeah. being like yeah I can't do a lot no. about this there's no nothing. it's a bit untouchable yeah and then there's also like the Australian seed heritage and oh yeah you know what do you do in that situation mm. Do you contact and be like, what the heck? Mm, not sure. Yeah. That's a tough one. It is, yeah. Country Road also. You've got, no way. Yeah, the comment section. It's like, like customers, loyal customers were following. But they didn't turn off the, the comments, which is interesting. But um, I don't yeah, know right. if I can say that or not. But, yeah. I think you're allowed to say yeah. what you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we actually had, um, obviously, won't. Yeah, it's a quite interesting thing. Yeah, yeah we had a. I don't know if I can say this or not, but one of the um, designers had reached out and said, look, I used to work in that design room and that the business... That's the strategy. Yeah. That's the model. Exactly. It's actually what they do. Yeah. And I think the pressure of these designers, they're hired so, uh, straight out of, um, you know, university or college or whatever, and they have, you know, I'm managing four collections a year. I'd say they're probably doing something similar to what you were saying before, like 10 collections a year, and yeah. they have to produce, you know... 100 to 200 SKUs every time. It's oh, my God, yeah. not even impossible. It's not even possible. So they're probably scrolling Pinterest and they see something that they think is, you know... On trend yeah, or something. Yeah, able to be... It's commercially acceptable piece or sellable piece. And um, they're not even researching who it's from or where it is or what. Yeah. They're just like, this This is the inspiration. And also so, probably from senior management. That's probably the model, as in, like, yeah. find the trends, yeah. pick the pieces... Mm-hmm copy it yeah or you lose your job yeah Yeah. we need 200 by next week yeah so these poor people are put under a lot of pressure so i don't think it's like a personal vindictive thing we're going to copy you we're going to take your business down yeah um but it is um yeah the nature of the landscape they work in Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh icky interesting but it's very very common i feel like it's yeah um yeah Across multiple industries. Yeah. I know, like, Jasmine Dowling is someone who's obviously such a celebrated Australian artist, and she's so amazing. I love everything that she does. And she talks a lot about her work being copied, and she really, like, pioneered, like, a particular style in um, typography and graphic design and all that kind of stuff. And then for her, it must be really difficult to see all these brands just knock off her, her quotes and her, like... Her heart and soul. Yeah, her heart her and soul passion. of what she's yeah. built and created. And, well, it just must be a really tough thing. I can't imagine what mm-hmm. that's like. The cool thing is 
it's untapped. Like it, if it's from if it's from your heart, there is always more. You know, yeah. you truly mean it, and you, you truly, evolve. You do. You yeah. do. You're on your toes. You keep on. That's it keeps you question. moving forward as well, yeah. I guess, because it pushes you to be like, "Hey, well, yeah. what else? Yeah, and what's next? Mm-hmm. And what is next? What's next for you? What's this year? Well, we're at the end of the year, not this year. What's 2020? What's next for you? Um, pop ups. Yeah, I've just loved. I've cherished. In fact, all of us, we've cherished. You know, meeting our customers face to face, so we just yep. want to do more. We want to have a retail space in Bali. Um, mm. Everybody comes to Bali and writes, "Hey, I'm finally here. Where's your shop?" I'm like, "I don't have one." Whereabouts are you thinking? I don't know. Probably Brawa around that way. Yep. In between, it makes sense because it's sort of where we are mostly. And I really can't stand getting over to the Changu shortcut. <laughs> it's just that extra shortcut. I don't ride a motorbike. Um, but yeah, somewhere in that area, there's always mm. lots of little bits of land. It, rent is pretty high, but. Um, I, I really think it would be lovely to have a, a space there. And a permanent space that you can bring to life yes. and reinvent all the mm-hmm. time. I think, like, mm-hmm. yeah. that experience of building a store and building this tiny little nook It'll that's little, yours yeah. Yeah, that you can constantly add to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that you're really... Um, from when I was at your house in Singapore seven yes, years ago, oh your God. space is always brought to life in such a way. I always remember your wall at the time had like, it was just full of those different framed photographs and paintings yes. and artwork. And it's just amazing. I, I can only stuff. imagine what you would put in your store. Yeah. Oh, and I can't wait to actually have a physical space. Yeah. Meeting people is, is yeah, the most important thing. So I think, um, got to do that quick smart so if anyone knows of any land <laughs> <laughs> hit her up on instagram that's, it. that's right at inika or yeah. inika Chu. <laughs> that's what's been happening with the pop-ups as well we sort of say hey just letting you know we're coming to byron bay or we're going to be in sydney and then in the dms we'll get come to sydney oh we'll come to melbourne come to melbourne i'm like sure got any suggestions yeah. where we should go you know um and so it's lovely for people to be recommending one lady had recommended a place in Sorrento. She's like, there's spaces here. I'll let you know. And this is the person stuff, you know, all these like. Oh my God, yeah, that's so cool. I love these little, that's you know, so nice. wonderful interactions and everyone's sort of part of it, you know, yeah. part of the journey. And we all sort of reach out to our I community. Love that. I, mm-hmm. I um, am big on like, on my Instagram, I ask my community a lot of like, do you like this or do you like this? What do you think about this? Like, yes. what about the bags? What about yeah. the cards? Yeah. All that kind of thing. And by having input, I just feel like people are so much more connected and they're more like, yeah, this isn't some corporate brand yeah. just trying it's to like do a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a real person who has a real care mm-hmm. and is who try- she's trying to build something mm-hmm. for herself and for her community kind yeah. of thing. Amazing. Which is really nice. <sighs> Amazing. So fun. Well, thanks so much for chatting to me. Oh, I loved this. Pleasure. Sorry for waffling. Oh, my God. I mean, I love waffles <laughs> and I love waffling, so I'm all about the waffles. so much. Oh, my God. No, like, not at all. What are you talking about? I reckon this is great. <laughs> it's full of gold. Um, where can people find you? I mean, I know because I stalk you, but, like, where can other people find you? Um, my brand Instagram is yes. <laughs> at Inika and I have a personal account at Inika and my website great inikachu.com <laughs> I will link everything in the notes oh, of course so fun so nice to chat yes <laughs> so lovely to chat thank you thank you okay you've been listening to us for a while now but stick with us At the end of every episode, I ask the same six quick questions to get more tactical advice directly from the founders. If you want to see the filmed interviews, you can find them on my Instagram at Roisin. I want to get started with what's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? 
I just love, I don't know, I, it's it's really important to wear and to feel um, amazing in clothing and I, I make pieces that I want other people to feel amazing in as well that's pretty much every single garment it's like how would I feel if I like what, if I walked into a room wearing this piece would people turn to look you know mm. would, um, you know if one of my customers was wearing one of these pieces would they go home like feeling you know like they had a beautiful day and they felt great wearing it that's the one yeah, yeah. your brand is essentially like giving women confidence yeah, them up. Or, or tapping into the confidence they already have, you know, mm. just making them think, you know, I look really beautiful in this. Brighter. Yeah, I feel yeah. beautiful. And I, or, you know, I don't know, I'm a bit more confident to do that thing or to talk to that person or just to, what a beautiful, memorable day and I felt so lovely. This mm. something as simple as that. Or, you know yeah. what, I didn't even try too hard today. I just stepped out wearing this dress and it just happened that, you know, I looked okay doing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so question number two is what was the thing that made your business pop? Um, or a big deal moment that you were like this was a big deal for me yeah the, the first time I had my, my first really big wholesale order was you know actually made my first ever order to be honest that was the biggest deal when someone yeah. actually like my first ever customers bought my piece and there was a I'd made something that other people wanted was like an incredible moment but then yeah. um, to be able to sell to our first wholesale customers and then to see those come online was incredible that was um yeah, definitely a mind blowing experience. But also to share that with my customers as well, like the people who I had already had this relationship, whether it was online or in person, they were like, Ini, I saw your stuff on Mental Porta. It's so amazing. So or, exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, that was so um, proud of you. Yeah. 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 People, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a very shared thing. Or even for my friends or my family to say, Hey, Ini, I was walking down the street the other day and I saw someone wearing your dress and it was so exciting to see that. that is, it, it, it's a really shared um beautiful feeling very exciting everyone i've spoken about this before but i listened to the podcast of how i built that with tobias who started shopify and he talks about why he built shopify in the first place was because he had his um snowboard e-commerce business and he then created the software from that because he realized other people needed it but what was important to him was the profound moment that you have when you sell your first thing yeah. and you go from being someone who was just doing a thing yeah. to selling something and becoming a business owner and you realize oh my god I actually made this crazy thing yeah. and people like my stuff and there's a profound moment that you can never replicate and that one moment is why he built Shopify to like give millions of people yeah that millions of people I think there's a million Shopify stores now yeah hundreds of thousands of people that profound moment which is so special so special mm. what's really cool is that it's not just me who felt that it's my husband it's yeah. my family my mom my brothers like anyone who had ever sort of I don't know that's that's a really incredible thing everybody sort of wins in this little arrangement it's so nice what do you um what do your kids think of your label it's total um breaking of the format <laughs> that's an extra question that i'm hoping in here questions. um yeah they love it they love they love all mommy's dresses and we Edie comes in and she has her own little tech pack drawings that she could barely even write her name and she was drawing like garments and then having little arrows to the, the thing and then like telling me about the details that she wanted oh my god yeah so Edie and Edie is I love that. yeah particularly um 
in tune with things like she'll see someone walking down the street and she'll say I love your brooch you know I love that no way I love that she's very like particular oh wow and then Maddie just loves how it feels so yeah it's definitely they've always got clothing hanging in the dark place so it was probably quite used to having dresses in our lounge room or dresses hanging in um, all of our samples in our kitchen or the kitchen office. It yeah, must be such office. a, um, when those girls and, and your son gets older, like looking back and being like, oh, I had my mum's like wardrobe to dress up in and yeah. it was like this crazy experience. It, it just must be such a nice thing when they look back to think of like all the jewellery and the shoes and the dresses and yeah. all the things that you have. Yeah. Such a nice situation to be in. Just more friends to play dress ups with my kids. <laughs> I love dress ups. I love dress ups. Without a doubt. Um, question number three is how do you win the day? And that's around mindset and your rituals and the things that you do in the morning or the evening that kind of help you succeed in life. Oh my God. Can I say I don't win the day? Can I say that? <laughs> Can I say I haven't figured that out? It's the hardest thing is this work-life balance. It's like, obviously, this is my passion. This is what I live and breathe for. So I do it until I literally fall apart and fall asleep. So I actually need to find that that beautiful thing where I, I, I turn it off. And, and you're, you're a full-time mom as well. Yeah, like, you've got yeah. all of the things going yeah. on. Well, obviously, like to see my kids happy or just, just to spend time summed up to them. That's that's obviously peace for every mother. Mm. And but also to see my husband Pat who works with me to like you know, if he gets a little bit emotional or proud, they're, they're massive wins. Like it's, I don't know. It, any people who I love to see them proud or to be you know, it fuels you. That's keeps you like ignited to keep yeah. going and keep sparkling. Absolutely. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Even just to reflect on, you know, what we what we've done in this little amount of time, the connections mm. we've made, the relationships we've like, managed to share with all these people, I think that's that's the win. That's for me is what's keeping us alive at the moment. But yeah. I definitely need to work on the work-life balance. So. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to bed early. And do yoga or something. And <laughs> I love yoga. I need to do more yoga. And meditating. I haven't nailed yes. the meditating thing, but I really want to. Yeah. I don't know either. It's really hard. Yeah. I can't, like, yeah, I can't calm down. No. like a million miles an hour no it's hard it is hard uh question number four is where do you hang out to get smarter books podcasts online people all of the things my customer service inbox Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, it's it's the feedback I get from my customers, without a doubt. That's what shaped my collections, whether it's, you know, I was saying before about the hemline just, you know, a few centimetres longer or customers wanting a little less volume on the side or customers wanting it in pink. Hey, I really love that colour. That is where, mm. that's what shapes um, what kind of product I'm creating. And because and I live for... That, that satisfaction for me is when my customers like, oh my god, I love that you made it in this color. I'm desperately wanting to have this color, and then we can we can actually do that. So my it's customer so inbox, without a doubt, and that's not just my email. The hey there at anykitchy.com. Send us an email. Send um, her an email. Tell us what you want. Um, but it's also my IGDM or even the public messages. So yep. yeah, very much um, customer um, related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question number five is um, when you're faced with failure, how do you deal with it and what have you learned? And it's either something specific or just like your general approach to crisis management when things aren't great 100%. Uh, yeah. I don't sleep. <laughs> That's the, there's this amazing 3 a.m. zing and I've figured it all out and I'm solving it and working through it. I don't know. How do I work it out? I, Gosh, guess, I wish I had that. 
Yeah. If I'm tired, I'm tired and I'm out. No, I cannot. My, my heart is on the line with everything. It's all from the stomach. It's all from the gut. But um, I guess working through problems, which happen every day in business, and I, I think it's only taking me into our third year of really running this like a business to realize that it's not unusual to have challenges thrown at you every day. You know, when you first start a business, you're like, oh my God, everything's going wrong. This is all like, mm, what am I doing? It's so me, hard. What is sure. But actually, that is business. Yeah. It's just learning it's how problem to problem solving. It's problem solving. It's like your actual job is problem solving. Without a doubt. And there's always going to be challenges and there's always going to be, you know, things that you know you could have done better and things that you know that um, wasn't fair and you didn't really get a good deal on that and you know next time you'll know you'll learn it from your mistakes or be a little wiser or not do that again or say no or instead of saying yes or mm. I guess reflection maybe that's it that's how you get through it reflect on all the mistakes you've made up to where you are I've always said I think I need to write on what not to do because I've done everything wrong along the way as a person the guide of what not a, to do to yeah, starting a yeah. label I do I this love that. don't do it I feel like you should definitely I would buy that what not to do I need that <laughs> yes no in life anyway but that's um, but reflection definitely take note reflect and have a word with everyone around you and I guess have a wine yeah, why? <laughs> Life is great. Was that question number five already? We've zoomed through this. Oh, God. Um, we're up to question number six, which is the gimmicky question. If you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? I would be sampling. I would get to – I have a really relationship with my factory in Vietnam and um, – I haven't got a technical background, but the way we do do sampling is I have my pieces, like a piece that I've uh, sold previously or, or worn previously, and I'll say, okay, I've got this, but I know that my customer wants it, like I said, a little bit longer, or I want to come in this one, and then we go detail over detail, and want this like this, this like this, and then we come up with a concept. I think I would put everything into making a piece that I've had or I've got a whiff of that everybody else wants, and then I would photograph it take photos of it and um that's all very low budget because it's just on me and my husband will probably be the one taking the photos so yeah and then yeah maybe it's the flights to get to vietnam but then mm. yeah that's um yeah back into sampling or nice. making new products and um i mean products that people will keep and wear and love forever i think that's it I love that. That's a great one. I haven't heard that as an answer before. Cool. Well, that's the six questions. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that.
Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. 